they throw a town meeting, <laughs> which again, this is a moment of like comedy for me. There is a guy who actually says the swap has had enough. This is payback. And I had to stop and rewind and watch that again because it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, I got to go back and watch that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then this sleazy filth bag in a suit stands up like a like a used car salesman. He looks like a disheveled Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> he gets up and he gives some meaningless speech about how everybody loves him and ever and he loves everyone and that's what this town is about and all this this stuff and everyone is won over by it and then and then everything just ends and nothing yep. gets solved nope <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I used to get the apple pie from mama's bakery. And if I didn't, you know, it's just nine minutes of bullshit. Yeah, there's <laughs> certainly some absurdness, but it kind of adds to the fun. I, I, I agree. Yeah, it's very it's very comic booky. Do you know what uncancelled means? Have you ever thought about what happened to those TV shows that were advertised every single week? until their plug was ultimately pulled? Well, we have. Welcome to the show that's bringing Dead TV back from the grave. We review pilot and finale episodes of television series that disappeared as quickly as they debuted. Maybe we will like the show enough to want to bring life back into its corpse, or maybe it's better left dead. Will we leave it in the trash, or will we give it a second pass? Either way, this is Uncancelled, giving trash TV the chance it never deserved. Hey folks, Tom Cash, producer of Uncancelled, here to remind you about our Patreon. As of the day of this episode, there are about seven or eight episodes on Patreon, and that's just the Dirty 30 tier, just $2.99 a month. Join the Uncancelled tier at $10 a month and gain access to stickers, videos, and mini prints. Just go to patreon.com slash uncancelled for more information. Also, we want to hear from you. Visit uncancelled.show, that's U-N-C-C-E-L-L ed.show and click on the contact us link at the top of the page tell us how we're doing offer some suggestions for shows we can review in the future episodes or just say hi as always thanks for listening now on with the show yada diddle dandy it's another episode of uncancelled the series where we go over the best 30 shows that were canceled after one season of the last 20 years. It was better titled in the article that we're going off of for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me today is a man that needs no introduction, which is why I will let him introduce himself. Hi, I'm Tom Cash from Storytime with Tom and Mike. Uh, I produce the show to a certain degree. We co-write it together and we've done a lot of uh, cool stuff in the background to make this show yes. a reality. So it's super exciting. And uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm jazzed to talk about today's uh, property. 
Uh, yes, I'm very looking forward to this. It is Swamp Thing, the 2019 uh, DC Universe horror series. The description of this series, Abby Arcane returns home to Marais. Is that, am I saying that right? Marais? Uh, it's like Mores. Mores, Louisiana, down in the bayou. Mm-hmm. Born on the bayou. Deep on down in the south. <laughs> <laughs> to investigate a deadly swamp-born virus, only to discover the dark, terrifying mysteries of the swamp. Uh, it's got a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. 24,000 people voted. And this is by, this was done by James Wan, right? He had something mm-hmm. to do with it? Yeah. I believe so, yes. He's not listed as a creator, but I know his name was on it. Uh, James Wan, known for Saw, the Patrick Wilson. What am I thinking of? The. Those horror movies. Um, like the Insidious yeah, series? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. The ones with Patrick Wilson. Yeah, Insidious. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what else is he done? He did, um, I believe he just did Malignant. I think that was him as well. Okay. That was a really good one. I don't know if you've seen that. It's, it's a, It came out this year. I believe it was him. It's a, it's a really good horror flick. It's fun. Malignant. If you have malignant, like a uh, malignant, like a tumor. Gotcha. Bit of a spoiler, but if you don't know what malignant is, if you do know what malignant is, it's the title. So it's not any more of a spoiler <laughs> than the title. <laughs> as far as this show goes, like um, I know we like to give it a percentage. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to know what would you give it out out of a hundred percent overall rate. One to ten. Uh, I gave it an eight point five. Yeah, eight point five out of ten. Okay, I would say I would actually say nine. Yeah, out of ten. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I, I, interestingly enough, it got a ninety-two percent fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes and sixty-nine yeah. percent rating by Metacritic. So. 69 isn't that bad, <laughs> you know. No, it's um, not. It, for, that, for Metacritic. Um, yeah, for Rotten Tomatoes, that's aggregate. So that means that uh, 9 out of 10 people gave it, I suppose it's critics, gave it a positive thumbs up review. Yeah, yeah. Which is So that's impressive. Good. That's yeah. impressive. But again, it it's not, um, it's not as if, Everyone said it's amazing. It like the nine out of ten doesn't mean that it's the greatest show of all time. It just means that it's 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 more watchable. good than bad. It's watchable. Yeah, it's yeah. It'll pull you in a little bit, and 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 I found it that does. to be what it does. It really does it pull does. you in. Um, they they do a good job of making this toxic swamp environment feel very. Uh, scary and alive and then yeah uh, uh, you care about the characters too you know so you're scared for them you know uh because it because you know the way they build the characters up even in the first episode right away you're like i like these characters you know and then that pays out 
It does, yeah. I was going to say, there's very, it's a Stephen King vibe, kind of. Mm-hmm. There's a very atmospheric, I don't know about atmospheric thriller, I suppose there are. Yeah, it's certainly very engaging and atmospheric, and it draws you in, it sucks you into the environment. I was very engaged. I watched the first episode at work, and I honestly, I, I turned it off. And I had like five minutes before my shift ended and I had no idea. <laughs> I was like, oh crap. Oh shit. Yeah. I didn't like even you know. almost I didn't stayed even know over. It went by that time. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was a quick hour. Holy smokes. Let's jump right into episode one. First episode. Titled Pilot Shocker. Before we get there, quick summary CDC investigator Abby Arcane is sent to investigate a mysterious in- illness in Murray, where she and Matt encounter a creature born of the depths of the swamp's terrifying secrets. Matt, is he the other um, doctor? The, Matt. the Asian guy? Is that... I, I guess so. I yes, don't remember he, Matt. He, Matt, he played by Henderson Wade. He looks, he is um, African-American. So. Oh, so he played the police officer. Okay, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All righty. Okay, that establishes that. I didn't know. Yeah, that's a scene I want to talk about for sure. Yeah, your thoughts. I, there's so many. Um, first of all, the beginning scene, um, we're going to come back to it. The beginning scene of the pilot, we're definitely going to come back to it. But it has these moments where the dialogue goes south real quickly and scene one of, of the pilot is certainly among them where, you know, there's this point where this guy, (laughs) he's like, he's like, stop the boat. The boat is already stopped, you know, for the most part. Yeah. And then he says, he says, is that, is that a gator? Tell me that's just a gator. And it's like, like, that's nothing to sneeze at, dude. It's a gator. You don't want to encounter a big ass gator in the middle of the swamp. No, and, you do not. Right. And, and then he immediately dies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As so he's a total throwaway trick. character. Yeah. Total throwaway character. But at the same time, I was mildly creeped out because, you know, this swamp is doing its own thing and, and it's already a terrifying environment. It absolutely is. That for sure. Yeah, right off the bat, it just sets the tone. I, the first thing I remember, I forgot about that scene. Yeah, I remember the little girl in the classroom and her, you know, she's got like the, I guess it would be like a sort of a viscous, like, blood mixed with like tar yeah coming out of her nose and yeah she starts to go a bit funny and then she just you know stands up and hits the floor in the middle of the class which i feel like the teacher should have noticed a bit before that considering Mm -hmm. she raised her hand and stuff so bad on you (laughs) yeah yeah but uh yeah so she is an uh, obviously rushed to the hospital. And I think that's where we meet our lead character. 
Abby. Yeah. Abby. Yeah. Well, Abby, no, you know, we meet, we don't meet her yet. We meet her in the following scene where there is a little boy listlessly sitting on the ground, waving a machete. Oh yes. At her partner in the CDC. It's the most tired looking attack I've ever seen in my life. He's just like, he's just sitting on his ass, weighing this, this machete. Like, like it's like, it's a Nerf toy, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And then, so Abby being, we establish she's a good person who's selfless, right? Because she takes her mask off and carries the girl who probably has Ebola away. And then later she's lauded for it. They're like, good job. Yeah, that was a great idea. You know, exposing yourself to hemorrhagic fever. Yes. What a wonderful person you are. (laughs) Yes. Inhale, inhale the gaseous poison. You will. <laughs> yeah, I will say very attractive, very nice. She has a very good face for the camera. She does. Yeah, she's very easy on the eyes. Yes. Uh, beyond and that, at the uh, same time, I find it believable that she's, you know, capable and intelligent, and not just a a pretty picture you know yeah absolutely yeah i really didn't know where this was headed honestly i i just it sucked me so in and i was just at the like just so engaged like i said an hour went by so quick i feel like i should have saw some things coming not and that's an attribute to this uh whole environment and everything it just I was like, every scene was like, whoa. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not every scene, but there was a lot that happened. Well, and there's a lot of homages going on, you know, as well. You know, I think, for example, like the scene in the the morgue where the the creature or the the man, the the dad who had turned into a plant thing. I want to touch on that. But yeah, we should like, um, we should hold off on that. We should because- back up because we first see him. We should go to where we first see him, which is at a house they get called to. We should back up a bit more. Okay, so, yeah, right. So we're no, back I'm in the thinking. hospital. So Abby gets a, gets assigned to um, her hometown for some reason that we don't get to find out in the pilot, and. Um, uh, I assume that gets answered somewhere in the run of the show, but it doesn't get answered in either of the episodes that we watch. So we're not really going to touch on it too much, I think. But uh, she immediately runs into this guy named Holland because she's there checking on patient zero. And I love that she, again, this is her showing her great wisdom. She, patient she says zero being the little girl, the little girl. Yes. Yeah. I love this moment where she's like, all right, from now on, it's all, all wearing gloves, masks, and eye protection. And then she immediately goes in to see patient zero with no eye protection. Yes. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Yeah. And she's also uh, performing the autopsy on the plant guy that we're about to talk about without yeah. any sort of, I don't I think she's wearing gloves. Yeah. Not- I don't think, I don't even think she was, if she was, it was only for show. Like that wasn't like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I she like was the wearing, color blue, you know, like 
I think she had a lab coat on. That was it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She definitely throws a lot of caution to the wind when she's dealing with this. For being someone in the CDC, you'd think they'd be a little more anal about <laughs> their exposure to, to you know, unknown yeah. pathogens. Yeah. I was not so sure that that wasn't just to show her, her face on camera. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. It was just, you know, because, she, I mean, you know can't blame she's them pretty. exactly <laughs> yeah she's very pretty she's very pretty um i liked holland immediately yes as soon as, soon as i saw him on screen i was like i'm gonna like this guy yeah and then the way say, he's... uh also easy on the eyes yeah good looking absolutely guy. Good, good looking, looking guy. guy um and and you, you know immediately you're like on his side you're like Okay, this guy knows something. He's the scientist that they always ignore in the yeah. disaster movies, and um, they need to listen to this guy right now. So, uh, you know, of course they kick him out, <laughs> and and everyone dismisses him, and of course he's right. You know, yes. so so uh, yeah, and then and then they throw a town meeting, <laughs> which. Again, this is a moment of like comedy for me. There's a guy who actually says the swap has had enough. This is payback. And I had to stop and rewind and watch that again because it made me laugh so hard. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Oh, I got to go back and watch that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And then this sleazy filth bag in a suit stands up like a, like a used car salesman. He looks like a disheveled Jim Carrey. (laughs) (laughs) He gets up and he gives some meaningless speech about how everybody loves him and ever and he loves everyone. And that's what this town is about and all this, this stuff. And everyone is won over by it. And then, and then everything just ends and nothing gets solved. Nope. <laughs> He's like, I used to get the apple pie from mama's bakery. And if I didn't, you know, it's just nine minutes of bullshit. Yeah. There's <laughs> certainly some absurdness, but it kind of adds to the fun. I, I, I agree. Yeah. It's very, it's very comic booky. You know, the dialogue is a little corny and some of the stuff is very simplistic and it's definitely, it's, it's definitely a comic book show. It's you know? camp. It yeah. is like 80s camp. Yes. A bit revamped. It's a bit more uh, updated. They didn't. Mm-hmm. Slightly more sophisticated version of yes. the same approach. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, you nailed it. It's like 80s schlock in a yeah. lot of ways. Um. By the way. Which I appreciate. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, quick, uh, quick derailment. Uh, I, I saw this, uh, I have an Android box, so this was on there, and I played it, and it was the, the old version of the show. Oh, really? The 1980s version? Yeah. <laughs> that, like, I gotta say, I, I watched about five minutes, and uh, I, wa- I kind of wanted to watch more. <laughs> really? <laughs> it just looked, it looked like something you would like. Uh, if you couldn't sleep on like a 
an early Sunday morning or something like that, or it's a rainy day, you're snowed in, you want to put on some goofy thing. <laughs> it looked like that. It looked perfect for that. Uh, uh, but this, I really want to talk about that, the house scene where the, the, uh, Holland is Kate shows up, not Kate. What's her name? Abby. Abby shows up. And with the Matt character, who's the police officer, as we've established, and they catch Holland, uh, you know, digging around in the corner. We can't really tell it's him yet. Right. And we're not really certain about this guy just yet. He was being a little fishy, and then it turns out he's just collecting a sample. And, and uh, all is, all is, he's innocent after all. He is truly... We're on his side always. He's always doing the right thing. Right. Uh, but then they, so then he's like, whoa, Holland's like, whoa, wait, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Look over there. And there's this man that's been, I guess, consumed by the, the swamp. He's just, he's kind of like a tree, like a frozen tree statue. How would you describe that? It's hard to describe what he, what he is like. He's like a plant elemental. Yeah. He's like, he's like a bunch of, there's this thing in my backyard that, um, I have, I sort of have this plot of land and then all around is like, uh, the people behind they live off the land, so they started a Christmas tree farm. So basically, it's my house and my backyard, and then it's surrounded by Christmas trees. And then in the back, it's a long driveway, and that's their house. And then they planted all this this stuff. And there's this thing, I, I believe it's called Listeria, and it just it consumes everything. Mm, it wraps yeah. around it, and it yeah. strangles it. And it sucks the life out of it. And it was, I spent last summer really like chopping a lot of it down and just pulling out the entanglement. But it, I felt for a while I did, this just reminded me of that. I felt like when I was doing that, I felt like I was going to be swallowed up by it or something. Yeah. Because it just, I think it was kind of like that thing. It's this viney weird stuff that just, it really reminded me of that where it, consumes everything and it just takes a hold and overwhelms and swallows and it really did that to this guy where these vines just wrapped just went in him and around him and consumed him it reminds me of the cordyceps mushrooms that grow in ants in like brazil and other parts of the amazon yes, basin yes that like they climb up to the top of the highest branch and then they burst open with this like just flowering of fungus and infect yeah. all the other ants and then the ants all do that and it just keeps spreading and spreading and spreading like that's what it made me think of and that is a very uncomfortable like body core moment that's one of the things that really like nails this as a show like it's what i really like about this show is that it doesn't pull any punches you know, it shows you everything. And even 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 though that might make you uncomfortable, um, it's not afraid to say, look at this. This is what's happening. You know, like that little girl spinning up the glob of filthy, disgusting green stuff or, you know, any yeah. any any of those types of scenes that are. 
probably throughout this the entire run of the show. I I loved going to that this next scene because now we can finally talk about it. I'm so excited. Yes, uh, is the morgue scene. The morgue scene yes. is a delightful. It's uh, wonderful. It's pure nonsense schlock. Best t- best scene of of the show that we've seen. I would yes, say. I absolutely agree. It's like he they were channeling John Carpenter. Oh yes, <laughs> it's like yes. I'm the whole time. I'm like, you burn it, burn it. And of course they burn it. (laughs) And then there's no fire suppression system in the morgue because of course not. (laughs) Cause no, cause then that would devalue everything. (laughs) Right. Uh, The schlock. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just like no one reacting at all. when the little girl's vital spike, Go flatline, and then no one notices that she wandered off to the morgue unattended. She, yeah, no, she just, not at all. She has total agency. It's fine. Yeah, literally patient zero, and right. nobody's monitoring her. Right. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, thinking back, you're right. But at the time, I was just so into it. <laughs> I was so into it. Nothing could have stole that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we explain it properly, Abby is performing an autopsy on this uh, now plantation guy that they've taken from the house and put into the morgue. And um, then Holland comes and he starts doing a little uh, experiment under a microscope. And then lo and behold, as we've seen in a million other things, does it come alive? Yeah. Seemingly in response to the experiment he's doing. Yes. Because the little girl also wakes up inexplicably at that same moment. So it's almost like because she took the piece from the the guy, the corpse, and did what she did with it, that uh, it affected the little girl and the monster and turned him into this horrible shuggeth-like thing that was just... Sloughing yeah. off skin and and, oh, and just writhing with tentacles and just like sewing and it was like sewing a needle through someone. Yeah, but it was yeah. a tree vine. Oh, words yeah. cannot describe. Yeah, perfect scene. Perfect. Scene. Perfect scene. Yeah, like you said, and then and then <laughs> like burn it, burn it, and yeah, that was perfect. Did you get the impression in this episode that they were hinting at some kind of romance between Abby and Holland or did it seem platonic to you? No, it definitely seemed romantic. Yeah. I just wondered because I didn't get a lot, at least not at first, I didn't get a lot of romantic chemistry between the two of them. I, I didn't wanted, feel it. I I made a note of that that I wanted to see more. I felt like they needed, to, particularly in the cabin towards the end, mm-hmm. where I was like, they need to kiss or or something. It was almost like she liked him and he liked her, but he was so awkward that he couldn't even fathom the fact that she might like him. But that's cut short that storyline can't continue 
because he's now been become the swamp thing. Yeah. Which is the final is, scene in episode yes. pilot. Yeah, yeah. Like he gets shot. He's going out there being a hero, right? He's like, I'm going to go take care of the rest of these yeah. sunken containers with the, the vital, yeah, the mutagen. F- yeah. They do find those sunken. That's a bit before that is where they find the sunken container of, I guess, an underwater detonating thing. Well, I guess it was like, well, it was like the serum, though, that they were using to create this explosive growth in the plant life. Yeah, it was the steroid, the the growth hormone. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of like mutagen or something. Yeah, really. I, I wanted to, just before that, Holland and Abby go out to a bar. Oh, That's right. Where they we get Maria. introduced to Virginia Madsen's character. Mm-hmm. Maria. Yeah. That was. I didn't like that scene. I didn't like that scene. It felt just kind of. It, it felt a bit unnatural. It felt like a bit out of the blue. A bit. And this woman just started like gaslighting her. And it was like, okay, well, clearly some yeah. history here. And then she explains it after in the cabin. Somewhat, but but it's uh, it's ambiguous because she says I killed her, but if she actually killed her, she would never have made it into the CDC. Like she didn't kill her. She believes that her inaction prevent her inaction or something caused her friend's death, and yeah, her mo- her her mother apparently agrees with this. And is like, I don't even, she actually says, you don't have permission to be here. Like she owns the fucking town herself. Yeah. Or that was like, what the, f- okay, this is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, who the hell is this bitch? Yeah. You know? It's like, who the fuck is this? And why the fuck is uh, this girl not, why is Abby not standing up for herself or right. anyone else? And I, I felt like there should have been a scene, uh, particularly with the, um, the girl that Abby uh, immediately bumps into the bar. I guess she works at the bar. Oh, the reporter? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, I felt like there should have been a scene where she's like, oh, look, who? Uh, watch out. Uh, so-and-so's here. Like, uh, whatever Virginia Madsen's character is. There should have been a bit of... Uh, intro to that like a something to not just an immediate anyways that leads us to then that's the reason that they leave the bar and then they go to the cabin to then right. drink and i thought there was going to be some romanticness happen happening and instead he's like i'm gonna go save the day and yeah. then he gets shot by a fisherman Yes. And falls While into the water. Things. Yes. Yeah. Falls into the water. And the swamp resurrects him as this big lumbering beast. And, and, and Abby is coming down to the water to try and find him. And that's when he bursts out of the water and she freaks out and he collapses on the beach. And that's the end of episode one. Well, she only goes to find him after the arrow with dynamite explodes his yeah. boat shot yeah. by the fisherman. Yeah, that's right. Now, I forgot that he fires a, he fires an explosive projectile at the boat. 
<laughs> I was like, that was so excessive. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit overkill, but, uh, it, as a scene, it worked. And, and, uh, I definitely left that episode wanting more. Absolutely. Um, Which brings us to the final episode. Last episode. Loose ends. We are looking at an 8 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, Swamp Thing and Abby make life-changing decisions to remain in Murray and try to combat the darkness together. Well, one of the first things I have to say is that I'm really glad they had a previously on... Yes. You know, because if if they hadn't, I'd have no idea what was going on. Um, Yeah. and, And that was... My biggest problem with this episode is that I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, really. I most of the time I was like, "Who is this character? Who is this character? Yeah, what are they know doing?" What was happening at all? Yeah, and yeah. I felt in a. That's what we've seen with this is your second episode uh, on this podcast, and uh, I don't think that was a trouble last time. No. And uh, so far in the episodes I've done, uh, more times than not, I think there might have been once that I was like I needed, I didn't know what the hell was going on in the last episode. But I could mostly fill in the blanks with every other one. But this one, I agree. Uh, You need the context. You absolutely, because there's so many ideas being thrown at you, you know, and concepts and like, well, I mean, one of the things that we learned from the previously on portion of the thing is that Swamp Thing was never Alec Holland, that he was some kind of plant life form that was imbued with Holland's memories. Now, it's interesting that that actually fits in. So when this was written in the, I think the 60s is when it first came out, he was he was indeed like they had a plant growth hormone of some kind that they f- killed the guy and they threw him in the swamp and the swamp healed him and he became swamp thing. It wasn't until the 1980s when Alan Moore took over as a writer that he decided, okay, I want swamp thing to be like this nature spirit that has Holland's memories as a wholly unique being. That's part of this system called the green and like it brings me to the blue devil not that we're way ahead but blue devil who is this what is this character yeah um they show him in the recap wrecking ship but i have no idea who he is because i don't know the comic you know yeah um by the way uh character first appeared in house of secrets issue number 92 july 1971 or just House of Secrets number 92, July of 1971, in a standalone horror story set in the early 20th century. Cool. Uh, that's interesting. So he was just a little bit character in somebody's comic. Yeah. Basically. For a single episode. I, I think so, yeah. Just a standalone little story that got, uh, well, I mean, that is how things kind of uh, start. Yeah. Great things have small beginnings. Yeah. Yeah. So he we learned that Maria um is hospitalized and then 
she is like she apparently did something to try and contact her her dead daughter we don't yeah. know what we're only it's only hinted at for us and we're supposed to know this already um but yeah. she's trapped in this padded room and she's like hearing voices and she's banging her head against the wall and at one point yeah. these hands try to pull her in and and she's joined then by some sort of shaman lady. Yeah, like blind. Looks yeah. like she's had her eyes clawed out. She's got those yeah. creepy fake eyes. And I didn't quite know whether that was a pigment of imagination or what until I Abby came in and was like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you're asked to ask the question, how the hell did either of them just walk into this room? Yes. Like they're both just, okay, well, I'll just wander in. It's fine. This is only like a high profile psych patient. Yeah. Maximum security ward. What the frick? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that didn't make an awful lot of sense. Yeah, there was definitely uh, this was uh, this was hard. I mean, it was nice to see Swamp Thing in action, killing some yeah. of the mercenaries. Probably the most unintentionally hilarious episode scene of either of these episodes. Unintentionally hilarious, aka it's so funny I forgot to laugh is actually a series of scenes involving these paramilitary goobers who are just <laughs> running around. I mean, they've got like this low-rent version of Jake Busey running around with a chaw in yes. spitting. He looks like he looks like Jake Busey. He but does. He, but they couldn't have gotten Jake Busey. I would have yeah. accepted that in a heartbeat, but the what fact I, that he looked like him made me feel weird. Absolutely. What I I want to say is um Kevin Durand is in this. The he plays the um the doctor that 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 uh you know the crazy uh, the creepy doctor. scientist, yes. Yeah, the crazy doctor that's trying to feed his wife the the thing. And normally he plays a, like a bald baddie, like a bald mercenary. He usually mm-hmm. plays the bad guy in movies. Okay, so this has a literal character that he's been typecast in, but it goes, no, we're going to cast him, but as somebody else entirely, and then get this Jake Busey ripoff. And it's like, you have the guy right there that plays these characters all the time. <laughs> and you go, no, <laughs> no, fuck that. Yeah. No, uh, I see him as more like some sort of Faustian character who has made a yeah. deal with the devil and now yeah. can't, deal with it who have never yeah. seen him play that character ever before yeah <laughs> that's really hilarious and then the dialogue is like one guy says we're not hunting it and then the other guy says it's hunting us like yeah. like it's like gi joe it and is there is this the what right at one point the guy actually says god plants he's like chopping them with the machete and he's like god plants i couldn't i could not believe it it was probably one of the funniest scenes i've seen in an action show or movie in in like at least eight to ten years and i really want to believe in my heart of hearts that that was intentional yeah not sure i i I don't know that's kind of the beauty of it though 
I think some of it has to be kind of lost in translation. I, I don't know. It's all just fun. <laughs> it is. It's it's that's the thing about it that makes it so good is that you're faced with these frequent plot holes and obvious flubs and 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 you don't care. You're like, I don't, I don't, I don't care about the flaws. I enjoy them. I think that they take, they, they, they nicely add to the, the pacing of the story and they just add character to the production as a whole. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of characters in this that we really didn't see in the pilot. Like you said, uh, we have Kevin Durant's character. We have all of the mercenaries and the mm-hmm. the Blue Devil guy. Yeah, it's the Blue the Devil sheriff. guy, the guy with the moles on his face. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The he Blue Devil the guy store. who ends up killing Jennifer Beals, who is uh, plays a sheriff. Wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the Blue Devil guy. You're talking about Avery Sutherland. Yes. Yeah. I was talking about the guy who he's like this comic book shop owner and, or, or, or it looks like he almost looks like the, the store from low or from uh, low fidelity. And, uh, or am I thinking of high fidelity? The John Cusack movie, high fidelity, high yeah. fidelity. Yeah. Uh, you know, that just like this, wooden sort of facade with like tons of records and cool stuff everywhere. Okay. And this yeah. guy is packing his comics and he's trying to leave town and you get the impression from a flashback that previously he had trouble leaving town when this time he floors it going like 90 miles an hour and, and, and somehow passes through the barrier unhinged or unharmed. But I get the impression that he's a force to be reckoned with down the line, like season two. You know, like he's important. He'll return. Yeah. That was my impression. Yeah. I, I certainly got that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot happening here that needed more. We need more. <laughs> yeah. 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 Quick pause for station identification. Not satisfied? Head on over to Uncancelled on Patreon. For prices as low as $2.99 a month, you'll get early access to each and every episode this season, as well as outtakes and bonus content. That's patreon.com slash And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Well, I think that brings us to the obvious question. Would you like to see this show renewed? I'm not against it being renewed, but I would love to see a movie. Yeah. With these same characters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just give me a movie. You want to renew the series? That'd be cool, too. But uh, I'm okay with just... Just give me like a two hour movie. Yeah. Give us a little closure. Yeah. You know, um, um, there's a lot of, yeah. Loose ends is what it's called. And it leaves a lot of loose ends. Yeah. So I'm probably more, there's probably more loose ends. We don't know about. Yeah. Um, because we haven't watched the whole, 
whole show. Uh, but I, I will absolutely be doing so. You know, this is definitely going to be one of my have to yeah. watch the it's whole a, series. The absolutely. And I just really want the whole, like Jennifer Beals and her son is, I don't know who he was. And then she ends up getting killed. And I by, think her son was the, the doc or the cop. Wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I got him confused with somebody else. Ah, yeah, you're right. He was. Yeah. So we don't know quite what happened to him. Okay. It's a family of cops that, that ties a sort of thing to it. That gives me a better perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. And then why she's, and then she gets a huge machete put through her by Avery. And then he sinks her into what he locks her in like her squad car trunk. Or, so yeah. I'm assuming that was a really big trunk, by the way, it looked like that a was freaking, a ch- uh, it was a cavern. Yeah. yeah. I thought she was in a boat. Like I thought he was like taking her out to the swamp and like, that's dumping what I her thought body. at first too. I thought she was in like, I thought she was in like a Marshall stack box or something like that. Yeah. I was like, this is very big. And then it zooms out and it's like, he's watching as the squad car uh, slowly devolves into the swamp. I was like, Oh, so she's in the trunk. (laughs) Yeah. At first I was like, she must be in the back seat, but that doesn't make sense. This was a very, very big trunk. Yeah. Cadillac squad car. I, I also enjoyed at the end, there was this moment where Swamp Thing is trying to reconcile his real existence or the real nature of his existence. And he's actually having this sort of Star Wars slash Dexter like scene with Holland. Yes. The, you know, Alec Holland as his like, like an extension of his psyche kind of like fight club or something like that. This, yeah. this whole realized character who isn't really there except in his mind, you know, that's acting like a moral compass or it represents his humanity, you know, because he may very well just be a swamp elemental or a, a nature spirit or whatever you want to call it. But he is shaped like a human and takes on human properties you know, which is why he has the concept of vengeance, you know. Um, yeah. Nature doesn't take revenge. People do. You know. Yes. Yeah. Well, arguable. <laughs> well, as far as we know. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, we could get into all that, but. Yeah. Um, uh, why did this show get canceled? That's the question. That is the question. Yeah. I would like to. Just, yeah, I I wanted to touch on that we have touched on, um, but the, so we see an interaction between Abby and, and the swamp thing, uh, who he then says he's not, never truly been Alec Holland and he never was, mm-hmm. which kind of confuses you a little bit considering that we saw what we thought Alec Holland being consumed in the first at the end of the first episode. Right. So we assume he becomes swamp thing until she not... yank, he yanks his own skeleton out of the out, yeah. of the out of the swamp. Yeah. 
yeah, that happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she runs away at the end of the first episode when she sees this thing. And then in the final episode, it's, it's, her um, friend. Yeah. It's him. She's like, I care for you. I cared for, uh, not just what you were before, meaning like Alec Holland. Uh, I care what you are now or whatever, but there was never established because of, I guess maybe they wanted to keep it that way. But they wanted to keep it like, are they friends? Is there sort of a romantic thing there? Is it mm-hmm. just platonic? I guess they wanted to keep it that way, but it left it a little too ambiguous uh, in the first episode that this episode, I just wasn't, especially when she ran away at the end of the first episode, where it was just like, okay, why is she now kind of invested in, in Swamp Thing? Why? Yeah. Yeah, I guess well, you'd, we'd have to see, and it would, maybe it would be a gradual thing through the series by the time you get to episode 10. But even then, I, I, I think there need to be a bit more, less ambiguity, a bit more kind of one way or another. Leave the door open both ways, but maybe have them, you know, kiss in the cabin and then be like, and then he's like, oh, no, sorry, I, I got to go, uh, you know capture these things and then that's when Mm -hmm. he gets shot and and shit yeah that i think that ends another i mean that would have added another layer of tragedy to his being shot because already i was like whoa no way you know what i mean yeah uh i was like this guy how's he gonna possibly survive this and then (laughs) i'm like well we haven't seen this swamp thing yet and this guy is being like in raptured by these these vines so you know you're like okay well this must be the swamp thing and then that pays out but you know we don't really know what the swamp thing is like like you know he's he's kind of i we didn't get the the benefit of the other eight episodes um yes which makes it very hard for me to make like a a very strong statement on the last episode. It might be a great episode. It's just hard for me to know. Cause I had so little idea what the hell was going on. Yeah. Now here's the interesting thing. Apparently they were having problems with Warner media, which is DC universe parent right. universe's parent company. They originally wanted to have 13 episodes and, and Warner media shut it down to 10 and then they canceled the series because of budget shortfalls. I guess they were expecting a tax rebate offered by the state of North Carolina and it had been reduced. So that was their reasoning why they couldn't produce the next season of the show. Huh? You can actually buy a full 13 episode DVD online uh, that has the three episodes that were originally meant to be part of the show. Um, and I may actually go do that. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, I want, I want everything. I want the whole, well, I want what, what we were meant to see, not what some studio executives decided was yes, I good want enough. The, uh, I want the Snyder cut on this. <laughs> right. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That might be interesting. Uh, maybe we could do a bonus episode on that. I would, I, I, I would really like to this one. 
I mean, there's been other series that I'd like to see the rest and I'd like to see it renewed. But this one just this one takes the cake where yeah. I really want to see the whole thing. And you're saying there's 13 episodes and I'm like, yes, I, I need I need all of this. Yeah. <laughs> give me a movie. <laughs> I would say, uh, yeah, and a movie. And honestly, I would say I'm interested in going back and reading the comics. Yeah. You know, I would actually like to read the origin stories back in those super, super goofy age, age yeah. of comics where I need. Yeah. I, I've Batman was a friendly yes. guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen the eighties movies. I saw that when I was looking for this on prime, it, which it was not on prime Canada. I, there were the, both the movies from the eighties. Uh, the original and the sequel. So I think I'm going to watch those too. I, I want to, I, I just want to be consumed by the swamp. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he, there's a reason why he's such a, a beloved character. He's really got an interesting and unique sort of characterization in the DC universe that I don't even think Marvel has an analog to. And uh, what I would love to see uh if they were to renew this show or make it into a movie is to bring John Constantine in from Hellblazer. Right. Um, who most people listening to this will probably know from the movie Constantine starring Keanu Reeves. Although um, John Constantine is played in the, uh, a television show by the same name as well as uh, several other episodes in the Arrowverse, like the, uh, you know, Green Arrow and the Flash. Right, yeah, that's all of those. Definitely gained some traction for sure. For sure. Yeah. And 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 that's played by Matt Ryan, who's I think his his performance is just he gets the, the source material so much. He understands yeah. the character. And presume I, I don't think that Keanu Reeves didn't get that. I think he was just written into a an Americanized version of a very British character. Yeah. And it just, it kind of ruined it for me. Like I like that movie on its own. I don't yeah. like it as a Hellblazer movie. Well, to be fair, if you've ever seen, uh, dangerous liaisons from, mm -hmm. I believe 1989, <laughs> you don't yeah. need to, you don't want to, I think they saw that movie and they're like, Keanu Reeves and British accent to go together. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a nuked potato. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Microwave and a potato. Gosh. Yeah. My darling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he was terrible in, in Bram Stoker's Dracula too. Yeah. Just yeah. anytime you try to give him an accent, it's, you know, that's just not well cast. That's poor utilization. Um, of the character. Well, I will say, uh, I believe he had an accent. He did have an accent in the gift. Did he? He had a southern, like Louisiana accent. He plays a really evil character. He does excellent there. And I think there is, I think in Much Ado About Nothing, it, the 90s version with him, Denzel, and I think Kenneth Branagh made it. Uh, Kenneth Branagh's, he's in those superhero movies too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he uh, Keanu Reeves has an accent in that, and he does pull it off. But I, I, he just, I don't know. 
Can't do certain. He's out of his depth as far as Britishness. So yeah, yeah, he's about as non-British as it comes. Yeah. So, <laughs> but Constantine's still a good movie. It is. I think um, it's a very good movie. Uh, it's just not quite the Hellblazer movie that Hellblazer movie fan or that comic fans were were wanting. So there was like a. There's like a fierce, and you know how any fandom can be, yes. it, you know, uh, you've got the people who are like, you know, just, you, wow, you can't get them to shut up. And, and they are angry about everything. And if you don't treat the source material like it's the Bible, then you're a demon and <laughs> like, like you're, a, you're incompetent. You don't understand it, you know, because they didn't leave in one odd little detail that no one else would have noticed. You know, they want <laughs> fan service and, and, and I'm kind of glad that some of these shows don't give it to them. Um, because, because I don't know. I like to be challenged by what I watch. You know, I like to be, uh, I, I like to get lost in it. Yes. And 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 if I'm constantly being reminded of other properties or looking for easter eggs, I'm missing out on the show because I'm watching it with a whole different set of eyes. It's like watching a film and looking at it for the the lighting. You know, when you're doing that, you're you're watching it augmentedly. I want to watch it from a straight perspective like a normal viewer, not a producer or a creator or a comic fan, <laughs> you know, I want to take it for what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I think that, uh, sums up everything. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Strongly recommend this guys. Uncanceled. Yes. 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 Yeah. Watch absolutely. Swamp Thing. Watch Swamp Thing and, and, at the very least, say you want a movie, start a petition. I might yeah, start yeah. my own. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag Swamp Thing movie. Hashtag Swamp Thing movie. Bring back the same people. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I won't accept anything less. Put a fork in it. It's done. So uncanceled, it's a grub. Wait a minute. Throw some Oz in there. What's your hurry?